0: I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about the flip side of anxieties, what ifs. And I know if you've been listening to the show for a little while, or if you have been in an anxious or high stress state for a while, you understand what a what if is. It's something that the mind talks about, whether we want to hear about it or not. So this is what an anxious thought sounds like. It's what if, and it's all down to the negative. Everything is scary. And it's like there's nothing positive left in life. It's what if, and fill in the blank with all kinds of negativity. So I wanted to start the show with today's quote, because again, it's a perfect way to see that the what if might not be the only option. And this quote is from Sun Tzu. And he said, in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. And I love that. And I want you to keep that in mind. The next time you see chaos in your mind looming, and I know that you see it, I see it too. My mind still goes there. I just don't live there. Comes up, I recognize what it is. And I wonder if you could actually keep in mind that in this chaos, or this what if, that there could be opportunity. So let's look first at what some of these what ifs are, just so that you can feel like I get you, because I do, I have had these thoughts. Some of them are They're actually funny when you think about them, but they're so scary when they come up in your mind and you are already on edge. Let's look at some of them. So what if my heart beats so fast I die? Now, of course, you can be Googling that and you would, Google would, Tell you how fast it would have to go for you to die. And that's not helpful when you are anxious because you're sure that you're going there. You're on your way there. This is why Dr. Google is so, so nasty to the anxious soul. Another one would be what if I go to the party and they don't like me? Or what if I go to the job interview? and they don't like me. Of course, we all want to make a good impression. But when you are anxious, it's not about having this thought pass through your mind. What if I go to the interview and they don't like me? Of course, someone would think that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's what it does to your body and where it goes from there that is the problem. You don't look at it as an opportunity to maybe make sure you're on the top of your game. You're looking like the appropriate dress for the interview, whatever, whatever. No, you look at it as something that's going to take you down. It's what if they don't like me? Like all the power goes to them. What if? And then another one, if we go back to this, what if I stop breathing? Now, this comes up actually when people are working in the beginning on breathing with meditation, watching their breath or counting breaths from 10 back or trying to manipulate the breath in order to calm the nervous system down. That's why I try to keep on the top of your minds, to just have a longer, slower exhale, because although there are all kinds of number systems out there that you can have, and they're really helpful, I'm doing one for blood pressure right now that works like a charm, but I don't get nervous or worked up about my breathing. I can focus on my breathing and it doesn't scare me. But I work with people day in and day out where if I talk about them breathing in a certain number, in, hold, out, they get it all twisted up that all of a sudden they can't breathe. And it sounds crazy, like, what if I stop breathing? But it gives you that feeling when you are worried and you are concentrating your worry on your breath, that you get that feeling of, I don't know how to breathe anymore. Oh my goodness, what if I stop breathing? So I get you. It's not going to happen. I want you to rest assured, but that doesn't stop the mind from doing the what if. So you have to give a little pushback. There could be some opportunity in there. What if I stop breathing? Well, then you can say, Well, I want you to come up with evidence, right? Concrete evidence. Well, I haven't stopped breathing yet. All right? It sounds. Ridiculous. Of course, you haven't stopped breathing yet. But if you've had this fear, you know what I'm talking about. It's real. And your breathing feels off and it doesn't feel like it's going to be right at all. So I want to tell you if your breathing gets off so bad, something happens where you're not breathing, you're going to faint. You're going to go down to the ground. Your head and body are going to be at the same level and you're going to reset and you're going to be fine you're going to come to again. It is not a forever I'm going to die thing. So just know there's a way your body's taking care of you. You're going to be okay. But I want you to come up with concrete evidence when your mind says that, okay? Like, oh, well, it's not happened yet. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. What if I panic and no one helps me? This is so common. What if I panic and no one helps me? This is the person who likes to have a safety person or a safety either it's the home or the car. Usually I've never heard anybody having their office as their safe place, but I'm sure there are people out there where that is their happy place. So I used to feel like if I could get to my car, it would be like, I'm okay. I can reset. But sometimes it's a person. So sometimes people are like, what if I panic and no one helps me? Well, again, we're going to look at that and we're going to look for the evidence. When did that happen? Did it ever happen? And so if it hasn't, well, you're going to be able to say, okay, this is my mind keeping me sharp so that I can be sure I am in a place where I can be taken care of. And then from there, we go, well, what if I'm the one that can take care of me? What if I'm the one that I need to be with? And this is where mindfulness and meditation can be so helpful, because you spend time with that mind. It's you and you, and it's a beautiful place to reassure yourself, because we don't need the outer reassurance. We don't need the other person. Early on, that's fine. We all go through that phase where we like to have someone with us who helps us, but we move beyond that. So what are some of these other what-ifs? What if I die is a big one. What if I can't get help? It takes us back to looking for a person to help us. What if I can't get out? This happens in buildings. It was me in the elevator. I was sure every time those elevator doors shut, they were never, ever going to open again. And now I say that with a smile, because I think the fact that we get in a little box and these doors close, and then we, you know, it's a weird thing. We should feel a little sense of unease, but we don't need to panic about it. That is not the time to panic. What if I can't get out? Well, the answer to that one would be, well, then I will figure out the next thing to do. I'll push that button that there's like the bell or whatever. And the other thing coming back to the evidence. When was it that that happened? Well, it happened to me a couple times. Once when I was a little kid with my cousin in my grandmother's building in New York City and happened on vacation with a friend in Florida. So it happens. But you know what? The doors eventually opened. I wasn't stuck there forever. And how do I know that? Because I'm here behind the mic right now. And I want you to, you know, play with these thoughts. Don't let them rule you. Give a little, little tiny pushback and do it with a little humor if you can. You know, if you got a fear of the elevators, picture me in there sweating. You know, like it's okay. It's okay. And we can learn so much from being able to handle these things. What are some of the other ones I have here? What if I have to go to the bathroom is a big one because, as I mentioned, on the last episode, how the gut often is the place where we are not going to digest that lunch from the campsite when we are running from the bear. We're going to let it go and we have to get to that bathroom fast. And this happens a lot. And if we keep in that mode for a long period of time, we can end up with some other digestive issues. But that happens because your body's trying to protect you. So don't see it as, oh, this horrible thing is wrong with me. It's like, well, if I have to go to the bathroom, I will find a bathroom or not. That's the only choices. You don't die. And the chances are you will find a bathroom or you may be really uncomfortable until you do, but that's okay. Again, those are the choices. There is no choice in there or I die. But this is where your mind goes. It thinks you're going to die because the bear is chasing you. And really all it was, was a conversation you were having with a coworker that was upsetting to you. It's not a bear chasing you and you will find a bathroom. And if you don't, you don't die. You may be uncomfortable till you find one, but you don't die. What if I have to run out? I get this with people who go to restaurants a lot. They're sitting down, they're having the meal, they're actually enjoying the company a little bit because they got a table where they felt comfortable. And for me, that would have been where I could see the exit because I liked to be able to get out. If you're following me and my journey here, i liked to be able to see how I could get out. So what if I have to run out Whether it's a meeting or like I was just saying, in a restaurant with having lunch. What if I have to run out? Well, if you have to leave, you have to leave. Again, I want you to say, well, let me think about this now. When was the last time that happened? How did I handle it then? Did I really have to leave? Have I ever had to run out? Because in our mind we see ourselves as Flipping out is how I used to call it. Now that's probably an old term, but I would be like a raving lunatic and I would have to run out as if my hair were on fire and I would look like some scene out of a movie, flipping the table over or stumbling and running out. That never happened to me. But the feeling of wanting to run out came up. Yes, but I never had to run out. And so I want you to play with that. Now that we're having conversation about it, you know, like you're hearing it, just know people have these thoughts. Stressed out, anxious people have these thoughts and you can get beyond them. Another one is what if I get sick? A big fear of people is what if I get sick? What if I don't wake up? People who have trouble going to sleep, they have a fear they won't wake up. Well, that Has not happened to you yet either. And it will not happen to you tonight either. You will go to sleep. You will wake up just like you did yesterday and the day before and the day before. And you can give your mind a little pushback. Well, what if I don't wake up? You won't know. You won't know. It's okay. It is not happening. It hasn't happened. It is your mind trying to keep you really sharp on keel and figuring everything out because then you will be safe for another day. And see it as that. Don't see it as it's a real problem. See it as your mind working in its primitive way. That amygdala is very primitive. And it's trying to get you scared enough to do something to keep you safe. So what is it that you really need to be safe from? It's not about laying down and going to sleep and waking up. It's about something else. There's some deeper, anxious, stressful thing going on inside you. And your amygdala is trying to keep you safe, keeping you awake so that you can be on guard. But you are safe. You're at home. You're in your bed. And it is comfortable. It is peaceful. And you are allowed to go to sleep. So see if journaling beforehand, well, we'll get to some ideas about doing that later. But see if you can understand that there's maybe something else underlying that's stressful. And it may be subconscious. You may not be able to pinpoint it, but that's where digging deeper with things such as expressive writing or brain dump writing, morning pages writing, any of those can be helpful. But I'm going to go into a couple more questions here. What if I faint? But I think I covered that around the breathing too. Like, you'll be okay. What if you faint? You faint. You come to again, you will. And the big one, what if I go crazy? That's the big one. And that's the one I hear all the time. What if I go crazy? Well, have you gone crazy before? Just like I said with that running out of the restaurant, like your hair's on fire. I bet you've never done it. And I bet you haven't gone crazy before either. It's just again, our amygdala coming up with anything that it can to keep us safe, keep us on keel. So what if we turned some of these things around? What if we came up with what ifs? What if I went to that interview and I got through it? What if I go to my lunch with my friends and I enjoy it? What if this feeling I'm having is excitement? What if I have fun? What if I feel good as I move through this? And what if good things happened instead? If you take some time with your what ifs, see if you can flip them around. How about this one? What if I am stronger than I think? Let yourself have a flip side of that what if that's scaring you. And let it be something that you can go back to over and over. Maybe you're like me and you like sticky notes, you can write it down but I would like you to spend some time with these what-ifs that are working for you. Maybe you have the negative what-if comes up and then see if you can't turn that coin over and have another side to it. What if your hard work pays off? What if you get the job? flip it around because those things are just as possible as all of that negative stuff that your amygdala comes up with. Actually, they're more possible because the amygdala is just about keeping you safe. So it's going to come up with the scariest thing it can. Why? Because it's trying to get you into action, getting you to move, move forward so that you can be safe. That's all it's trying to do is to get you to safety. So I hope this show was helpful for you and that you feel a little less alone knowing that myself and many of the people that I have talked to have had these really scary what-if thoughts. You are not alone and you don't have to have them forever they will calm down. The more you spend time with your mind and flipping that what if over and seeing if you can't give it another side and focus on that. I think that you're going to be amazed how relieving it can feel. I hope to see you in another couple of days. If you enjoyed the show, it would be wonderful if you shared it. Be well. And now for today's quote. In the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. And that's from Sun Tzu. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.